You are now tuned into Fans Garage Podcast with hosts Sir G20, Sir Miles High, and the First Lady Lily GT. Hey, this is Lady Lily GT, and I just want to jump right into it. I really want to have this conversation about what is the automotive industry now, because right now you we have. A large array, array of products and services that these dealers are making and building and having having present, and there's not a lot of education uh, for the consumer to understand what is really out there. So, in the eyes of the maker, the builder, the brand, what is truly out there for us consumers? Because there's not a lot of people that really understand what the EV means. There's not a lot of people that understand the different types of motors, you know, how efficient they are, what makes sense for you to buy one um, build than the next build. Um, people were just going out there just buying and getting talked into certain situations where they shouldn't even be in. Um, so, for instance, I can give you an example. If I were to walk into a dealership as a female you know, stereotypically speaking, I'm going to give the, I'm going to get pushed to get what's on the lot. I'm not going to get pushed to build anything because number one, that takes time. They want money right now on demand, especially in this industry with a lot of used cars being sold, um, banks. So there's like a, a pyramid of situations that you could possibly put yourself into that other people are aware of but the consumer the stereotypical female <laughs> unknowing female is not gonna know they're not gonna be aware of that they just they're literally just going in there to buy a car the more educated consumer whereas they know a little bit more they know exactly what they want in that way um they say okay you know what i want to dodge the rango and i'm going to go inside and i want this um they're really looking for either the the type of engine they have either one a v8 or a v6 the affordability of that long-term maintenance all that stuff that's the general knowledge of a, 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 an actual consumer when they walk into a dealership um but as far as advanced understanding of everything that's going on not a lot because it's easier consumer that is a good salesman on their own they know how to pretty much advocate for themselves when they go in especially when it comes down to the bank and the financial side of it but I normally see it either or. I typically don't see a well-rounded, educated um, auto consumer coming in to buy something. Whereas they're on point when it comes down to uh, exactly what I want, the build, the, the entire build of the vehicle. Whether I want a V6, a V8, do I want an EV, uh, uh, what type of insurance do I want to put on the vehicle, um, long-term maintenance and stuff like that now do i have uh, a lot of wiggle room and flexibility when it comes down to the type of loan i want to get on it do i want a loan do i want uh a lease on the car um am i doing it for uh deliveries so it's either a personal use or is it going to be bought by uh you know uh professional use am i a delivery driver am i a taxi cab stuff like that um so now, in the eyes of the, the builder, the brand, the maker of these auto 
um, vehicles. So we want to say, hey, you know, there's different aspects that they want to look look at. And they have pretty much have to separate it by the ideas, the motives, and what makes sense. So then you have strategy and consulting, right? You want to be able to strategize and consult out and inward of the company as to how, where do we stand? What are we looking for? What type of customers do we want to uh, promote to? And what type of customers do we want to guess, let them know that, that we are present and we are here, right? Then you have the customer experience and design. How do you engage the customer? Because you have so many different types of body types of designs, uh, just everything. Uh, now, when talking about the, the customer experience, there's this thing of the AI. And we'll get into that a little bit later as well. So basically, they create this AI, artificial intelligence type mechanism, where it allows the client themselves to artificially put themselves inside the vehicle to experience the vehicle as themselves um, versus something that's completely automatic uh, or aut autonomous. Um, but then you have the, the, what's that, the brand? All right, now. Um, then you have a mod, these models that, like Tesla, where you can actually go into a mall and go into side one of their stores and have that that type of user experience where actually not being uh it's more on a tech side you know what to, to just to be out there i feel that they're trying to bridge this gap between not really bridging you know what no scratch that i don't even think they're even trying to do this whole bridging of the gap of going into uh, actual dealership and how it causes a lot of anxiety and uncomfortability for the consumer because normally when you come onto a dealership, um, you're met with this constant persistence being followed around, asked a whole bunch of questions, and you're pretty much taken out of your element and, you know, um, you're not able to kind of like pay attention and stay on focus and on point as to what you're really in there for. You don't get time to actually look at what's going on in front of you and to focus on what you truly want. So when you do initially buy a vehicle you want to feel completely fulfilled um and a lot of people don't like going on to a traditional um lot of cars and they mean harassed it's a lot they don't they don't care about all that swagger and you know uh manipulation and throwing things at you to kind of throw you off your game so that you can do a quick purchase that's what a lot of customers have an issue with when you go into a traditional uh, uh, car lot. That's another reason why I don't like going. Um, but this user interface where uh, Tesla has created, where it's pretty much, com uh, it pretty much um, is similar to when you go into an Apple store. You literally go into the mall. You walk right into this regular store. They have a, one vehicle, sometimes up to two vehicles there present inside of the store. And they create this museum of knowledge about the vehicle. Um, it allows the customer to take intake all of the specs and really is there to uh, create some knowledge base 
for the consumer so they really get to understand what this vehicle is capable of, what they're all about, give them some bridge of understanding of how is the EV, complete EV type of uh, vehicle for me? How can I connect to this vehicle? You know. Um, and also, another uh, another highlight that um, companies tend to focus on is the technology and the engineering side of it, um, which I kind of went into two seconds ago about how it's the uh, the user interface when you walk in initially walk into a Tesla uh, storefront is you see is like a museum of knowledge. You really see they'll have video up in one side they'll have uh an interface where you can actually go into a tablet and kind of like create something create this masterpiece or create this thing for myself how can i connect my everyday life into this vehicle and it allows you a more techno technological interface um reaction where you don't really have to go into a book like back in the day where if you were initially going to a dealership, it was like, first I'm going to a dealership, that's one. Then on top of that, I have to sit down and go through these books and this person across from me has to tell me, oh, just close this much, just close this. You pretty much have more flexibility and more personal time without having somebody over your neck in the creating of the vehicle. So, And then... Another highlight, there's a few highlights, but I think it's like probably like one, two, three, four, I don't know, about four highlights that um, I believe they kind of touch base on. But the data and the artificial intelligence side is where you, the interaction, the understanding, the bridge between knowing the customer and enacting it virtually is which I um, said a few moments um, earlier. Um, it allows you to kind of have like an in-between space where it's the physicality of the car when you walk into a dealership or a storefront, um, the virtual aspect of it, like the, the visual AI of yourself, how comfortable am I? I'm, you know, but it goes more into a little bit of detail. So like, let's say you create an AI experience where it's your, your body type, it's your height, your size, your weight, the comfortability, um, your arm room, stretching, leg room, stretching, your tendencies as far as like zooming all the way up to the um, the sumo versus like your comfortability level when you're the actual pilot of the vehicle. Um, the people who are along with you, whether that's your family or, you know, friends or, you know, just how, how would you personally want someone who steps inside your vehicle to feel, you know? Um, so that's that. And then from a regular car commercial. So I think this upgrade in standards is what is bringing everyone more knowledge as a purchaser and understanding how these companies are trying to bridge that gap and create more flexibility and be able to obtain more risk because within the company um, themselves, they're able to uh, have this grand playing field where they're able to kind of like 
do more for the consumer. Because if you really take a step and think, as a consumer for, for the past like 20 years, everything's pre- everything about every brand has been pretty standard. And then when you see these people that are doing these uh, uh, reviews on these models, these makes and models year after year, they'll say, oh, there's not much of a change of the cubic feet or space inside this vehicle. Oh, there's not much change. Oh, why did they leave this the same? Or why is this that this, this still the way it is? Or why did he add that? That didn't make any sense. So that that whole issue would now change drastically where the playing field of these automakers, they're able to kind of go in and get more data from the customer experience uh, AI, and they're able to quickly do a turnaround and to enhance these changes for these vehicles. Um, that doesn't take a whole year or two years. So the difference between one model of car will drastically change for the next annual model of that vehicle. So it won't be like, oh, the Honda Accord looks exactly the same from the 2022. The 2023 looks exactly the same as the 2024. Because of this quicker, quicker, uh, I guess, uh, feedback, the risk for the automaker to make these changes to accommodate the consumer and to push it into the next um, year will be easier and faster because these vehicles um, now have a larger playing field and they need to be able to make revenue. Um, But at the same time, which I'm talking about this whole risk factor, is the whole idea is still trying to invoke this culture, the innovation while using metrics, which we just discussed about like how how quickly is the turnover, you know, how much risk am I taking when I'm doing this for the customer so I get a relative good response and review and revenue. And then gathering teams uh, within these companies, um, and this also creates more jobs because you have more creatives now being able to be in these automotive industries instead of having this small, unrobust team do the same crap we've been seeing over the past, I guess, 100 years of automaking. Let's be honest. So, um, And it's basically just to support the organization. So I also feel like the architecture and the technology relationship um, relatively realizes the concepts that can be fostered while using solution and, and ideas that create a great testing space to reduce solution risk. It makes sense because, as I just discussed, everything is like a pyramid. There's a hierarchy, and if something in between doesn't work, everything just plummets. It just crashes down. It just wouldn't make any sense. So whether it's the strategy and the consulting side, the customer experience, or the UA design of the vehicle, um, down to the technology and the engineering, then you have the data and the artificial intelligence feature, and then you have the product product management. All that stuff has to make sense. So the next phase of it, would produce less and less risk because you want to take more risk as the company. You want to give more user interface. You want more customer experience. You want more creativity that allows you to be able to to more strategize, consult out. You know, you want to be able to reap the benefits. So 
you just have to be able to be more riskful. riskful. It allows them to be more accommodating to us. Um, we get more out of it. We're able to kind of like bounce back. Like let's say something doesn't do well. Um, it's not such a grand market. So it's not like all your vehicles are this way. You have a small portion of your vehicles like our EVs. Then you have another small portion of your vehicles that are certified um, pre-owned. Then you had another um, portion of your vehicles that are leased out. Then you have another portion of your vehicles that are um, uh, completely full purchase. Like I would just call them like, you know, cash on demand. Just like I buy it off the the showroom floor. Um, So, yeah. And you have to understand that people use it to lease. Everything gets recycled very quickly. So sometimes you'll go to dealership and see like a Tesla that's only been used for six months, but then the person just returned it and now it's on to, on to the next thing. That's that uh, recycling thing that's going on. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I want to um, discuss and talk about. You know, I hope this also bridges the conversation between you and your friends and, you know, I want to touch more base on it. It's a very dense topic to talk about. Um, so, yeah. So, I really hope and everyone has this idea where they can really take the step back to look and think about what on the side of the maker, the builder, the brand, what are they now are experiencing and how much risk it is for them to take this huge undertaking because you have to think about the factories have to be completely redone and remastered so it can fit EVs. So it could also fit traditional motors, your V6s, your turbos, all these other things. And it just creates more creativity because with EVs, it allows us to imagine for the future. Um, so with that being said, you know, Hope you guys have a blessed day. Let's talk, speak more about this topic and have a good one. Peace out.